Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We bless the Lord again. We give him all glory. We give him praise and we give him honor. To God be the glory. Today we'll be talking about, this is Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Today we'll be talking about walking in the light. Good morning and a blessed and wonderful day to you wherever you are. God is good. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We magnify your holy name. Knowing dear God, there's no other gods besides you. You are the only God, the only one who cares about us, the only one who had one son and sent him into this world to die for our sins. I pray for those who are listening and those, dear Lord, who later on will take some time to listen to the program and check themselves, finding out if they are walking in the light of God's love. We thank you and we praise and we honor you. We ask, Lord, to take full control this morning. This Let this be your will. Whatever you want us to say, whatever you want to share this morning, Lord, we pray that you will guide us and speak through our hearts as we speak. Let it be your words as we be your oracle. In Jesus' name we pray. To God be the glory. This is Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Shekinah is a college that is online. You do not have to leave your home. And what we normally do, not, not normally, let's say, what we study here is the word. Our main text is a Bible and our choice is King James. So if you don't like King James, um, King James I usually say to the students, you, may, if you can Study whatever you want to study in your own time, whatever you reference you'll be using um, towards your papers and so forth must be from the King James because this is what we believe. People have given their lives for it and it's been here from day, from ever since. And um, regardless of your uh, persuasion or what you think, the King James Bible is the closest we can come to the truth. We praise God this morning and our topic is walking in the light. Before we, we start, if God has called you into ministry and you have felt the power of the Holy Spirit, you know this is what God wants you to do. Why not call us at um, Shekinah Theological College? If you go to our website, it's better to go there because then you can see what we have and then you can make up your mind if this is where you'd like to study. This is www.frministry.org. That's www.frministry.org. Or you can go online at Shekinah, that's S-H-K-E-K-I-N-A-A, Shekinah Theological College. That's where you go to find us. Or if you were to put in Faith Restoration Ministries, they are both under the same roof. Faith Restoration Ministries has been going on, and many of you have listened to us 
for years here on this program since we came here about 2007, but we've been going on for 21 years. We made 21 years last month. God has been good and not the faith restoration ministries was born Shekinah Theological College. Our God is good. You know, in the Psalm, Psalm, one of those Psalms, hundred and something Psalm, it says, God has done great things for us. We're off, we're glad. Listen, many colleges only care about money, finance. We care about souls. We care about the winning of souls. We care about the great commission. That's why we are here. So listen, come on in, call us, send us an email, send us a text, whatever it is from the number on our page. Okay, God bless. Let's start. Walking in the light. Let me ask you a few questions this morning. What does it mean to walk in the light? Do you, do you know? Does it mean that once saved, always saved? Is that what it means? But let us look at the scripture. Here, 1 John chapter 1, we're going to begin from verse 5 to verse 10. And then chapter 2 to verse 2. And for your, your information, you can write this down. Ezekiel 18, 21 to 26. Ezekiel 18, 21 to 26. And at the end, I will tell you why we do not believe in the King James Bible. I mean, why we study from the King James Bible and really don't pay attention to the new Bibles which they have today. We'll explain to you. Now, hear what the word says in 1 John chapter 1. It says here, This then is a message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And in chapter 2, verses 1 to 2, John here says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, let me repeat that. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Hearing that the reading of God's word, we give him glory, we give him praise, and we give him honor. If we walk in the light, are you walking in the light? You know, here John says, if we say, verse 5, verse rather 6 of First John 1, if we say, listen now, if we say, we profess that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. There are many people today who will tell you, once saved, always saved. Let me just go into that a little bit. When you come to know Christ, 
all the sins you committed before are washed away. You can read that in, in Ezekiel chapter 18. Read it there. It will show you what I'm telling you. Chapter 18, beginning from 21 to 26. It's important because they really connect to what in terms and enlighten those and, you know, give some clarity pertaining to those persons who are saying once saved, always saved. This can only, no matter how well you want to be always saved, it does not happen. You must obey God. You must walk in the light. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. You know, because he said here that um, here in verse 24 of Ezekiel chapter 18, but when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned in his trespass that he hath trespassed and in his sin that he hath sinned and in them shall he die. So if you are living in sin, I read something not too long ago where someone said, you know, he's a Christian. And many people going around today, I'm a Christian, but their lives speak something different, completely different. You cannot be a Christian, say you're walking in the light, but you're still living in sin. If, you're, if you have sinned, the thing is that it's not that you have not sinned. Let me read this other verse here for you in 1 John. 1 John chapter 2, because it is important that we get these verses, and especially, I, I love this type of um, study when you take time to really get into the word. 1 John chapter 2 says, my little children, he's speaking to the church, these things write I unto you, that ye say not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate at the Father, with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So when you're going to say, I have no sin because my sins have been covered. Yes, they have been covered. The past sins before you knew Christ, before you came to Christ, your past sins. This morning, as you're listening to me, many of you go to church. You say you're a Christian. Others consider you to be a Christian. But your lifestyle doesn't match up to that of a Christian. And you know it. But you're, you're, the enemy has been deceiving you that it's all right. My sins are washed away. God understands. So I'm going to heaven. No, you're not. Go back and read Ezekiel chapter 18 and read the verse. I just, verse 24, I just read a moment ago. You could have been serving God from the day you were conceived up until the day that you decide you're going to sin. Or you unconsciously fall into sin. Do you know it happens? Sometimes we're not even aware of it. And I believe those sins, you know, in Psalm, there's a Psalm there which says, Lord, if thou shouldest mark iniquity, who would stand? But I believe that's me. That there are some sins that we're not conscious of that God just wipe them away, wash them away. But when we sin and we are fully conscious or the Lord brought back that a sin to us, 
we have the opportunity then to ask forgiveness, to confess our sins. Verse 9 of 1 John chapter 1. If we confess our sins, to whom are we confessing? To God, not to man. You confess to God and you may have to go to your wife also and say, honey, I have some, well, I don't know how you want to put that's your business. But you have to make right. That, I believe that's what you call restoration or reparation, whatever you want to call it. But you must confess that sin because you commit that, that one sin. It don't have to be adultery. It could be anything. Listen, there are people living in a lifestyle of abomination right now. And they will tell you they're Christians. They even have their ordaining or rather they're being ordained and I mean they're doing all kinds of stuff marrying and all those things and they say they're going to heaven and there are some ministers who are telling them a lie it's a lie you have to repent listen everyone who came to Jesus the adulterous woman another man you, you can find those in, in, in the Bible I'll let you go and search your Bible for that um, another man who his friends brought him, four friends. They put him on a stretcher and they removed the, 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 the tiles from the roof because the crowd was so thick in the house and they let the man right down in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus healed him and said to him, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing happens to you. Nobody, listen, no matter how filthy you are, go back in Ezekiel chapter 8 and read it. No matter how wicked you were, no matter what kind of sins you committed, the day you come to Jesus Christ, you must turn away from those sins when you leave him. He forgive you right there and then. There's a song. The title of the song is To God Be the Glory. But there's a particular verse. <laughs> That has rested on my heart. It goes like this. The vilest of sinner who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. So don't tell me or keep telling yourself once saved, always saved. That belief is maintained through grace, but it doesn't say because of grace you sin. And just cover and just walk away. You must repent of your sin in order to be in fellowship with Christ. Read again Ezekiel chapter 18. It will show you if you're a Christian and you've been living, listen, as I said, from conception all the way up. But then, whatever it is that happened in your life. And you find yourself living, you do this, you do that. And another thing here, let me say here, we're going to be doing a study on Romans chapter 1. Excuse me, Romans 12. And we're going to start at verse 1. There are many women who will say to you, oh, we can dress any way we want. God doesn't look on the outside, looks on the inside. Wrong. Wrong. When the sacrifices were being offered up to God, do you think they could offer up a blind sacrifice and God's going to accept it? No. That sacrifice had to be clean, pure. We won't get into that this morning. But what I'm here to say to you, if you are a Christian and the Holy Spirit is in you, 
He will direct you how to dress, the kind of language that is acceptable unto God, the kind of lifestyle that's acceptable unto God. The only way you're going to make heaven, it is not my word, it's the word of God. You must repent. You must turn away from your sin. No matter how ingrained you are in that sin, you must turn over your life to God and ask him to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Hear, hear what he says. Verse 9 of 1 John chapter 1. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You may say, well, you're out there and you're listening to me. You're saying, well, God, I don't think God wants me. I'm so sinful. Go back. When you get a chance, get the Bible. John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. But I rest mainly on verse 17. For those persons who are saying, you're too filthy, you're too sinful. You're abominable. You're living an abominable life. Oh, you'd probably say, oh, I don't even want to see my sins. You know what it says? Jesus did not come to call the righteous, but sinners, sinners, sinners. The fact that you recognize that you are not um, fit even to, to, for God to acknowledge you and the blood of Christ to save you, wash away your sins, tells your, it's telling yourself you're aware of your ungodliness. And the fact that the word says he did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You are included, by, um, young man. You're included, young woman. You're included, sir. You're included, ma'am. Listen, you're included. All you need to do is repent, turn away. And listen, there's no, nothing that God cannot do. When you come to him and say, Lord, I've tried my best to change, but I just don't know how. He's looking for you. You're what he needs to hear. You want to, but you don't know how. But he said, if you acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's a son of God, and believe that he came to this world to die for sinful man, from your heart, you confess, you make that confession. And let the Lord know, Lord, I know I'm sinful. I need your forgiveness. And you mean it. And turn away. It means you have to uproot yourself from the life you have been living. And make a 360 degree turn. I hope I'm saying it. I'm not a math person. So if I'm not right, you let me know. Uh, or you can correct it. You know what I mean. A complete circle. And give yourself to the Lord. Say, Lord, here I am. The songwriter said, just as I am, without one plea. But that, hallelujah, thy blood was shed for me. That's why I am before you this morning, God. Because the blood of Christ was shed for me. And I just read that he is the propitiation for my sin. Not only for those who are already saved, born again, but for me, a new sin, a sinner, Lord, a new convert. He's able, listen, let me read that again for you in, in um, 1 John 2. He says, 
my little children, that's verse one, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, these are for um, the believers, we have an advocate with Christ, with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. We have a lawyer. We have, a, we have an advocate. We have an, a mediator, someone who stands between us and God. And verse 2, and he is a propitiation for our sins. He's going to say, he'll appease God for us. He'll say, God, Lord, Father, I died for her. My blood was shed for her. And the Father will receive you. And, it's, and listen, Jesus said, not for the believers only and not for ours only. Listen, sinner, young man, young woman, sir, ma'am, but also for the sins of the whole world. You are included this morning. Don't tell yourself you're too sinful, that the blood of Christ cannot um, cleanse you. The blood of Christ cleanses all sin, all sin. Let me read it here again. 1 John chapter 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. Amen. He's a fair God to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. Sinner man, believer who sinned, from cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't tell me. That because you were born again, you don't sin and once saved, always saved. The only way this can happen is if you're walking faithfully at serving the Lord. Hear what Colossians chapter 1. When you come here, this is Bible study. And this is why I love it. Believe me, I love Bible study. I used to always be in Bible study. You know why? You learn so much when you go there. Go to Colossians chapter 1. And again, you can write it down. And it says here, I'm going to read from verse 21. The verse I'm getting at is verse 23. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. And he will reconcile you, sinner man, sinner woman. He will reconcile. It doesn't matter what kind of sin you're, you're, you're into. So long as you come to Jesus and turn away from him, he will forgive you because he shed his blood on Mount Calvary's cross. This is why recently when I saw this depiction, this horrible mockery, blatant mockery of the crucifixion, it stirred my spirit. The crucifixion, Jesus Christ who died on Mount Calvary, a cruel death, took on our sins, the sins of the whole world, and you're mocking, surely those persons involved and those who cheered it will not be unpunished. All right? Let's continue in, in Colossians 1, verse 22. In the, he said, Jesus Christ hath reconciled us in the body of his flesh through death, the same crucifixion that they're mocking, to present you holy, and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. But for those who are saying once saved, always saved, this is where I'm getting at. Colossians 1 and 23. All you people going around once saved, always saved, and you live any life you want, any way you want. Hear what it says. If ye continue in the faith, 
grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven where I, Paul, am made a minister. I am not Paul, but I'm here this morning sharing with you that once saved, always saved can only exist on condition that you're living for the Lord. One, and number two, that when you sin, you acknowledge your sin. And as John here says, you confess your sin unto God, who is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Are you in that place this morning? Jesus calls us to accept salvation. But we do, we, we listen, we sin every day, every moment, every day. So when you're going to your bed at night, you need to say, Lord, forgive me from all my sins I committed today. This is why David in Psalm 51 and verse 10, Psalm 51 and verse 10, he says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We need to pray that prayer every day. I heard one preacher said, we don't need that because Jesus died for us. You better say it every day. You better, even if you don't repeat this prayer, every day, acknowledge, even if you can't remember what you did, say, Lord, if there's any sin in my life, forgive me, especially as you're going off to bed. Remember what the word said. If you sin and you did not confess it, you're going to die in your sin if you don't repent. Once saved, always saved. Many people are saying we're living in the day of grace, so there's no need to be cautious. You better be cautious, especially in these last days. So remember, each time you sin, you must, one, acknowledge that you've sinned. Two, confess to God. And three, repent and turn away from those sins. I'm giving you the scriptures again. Ezekiel chapter 18 from 21 to 26. 1 John 1 from verses 5 to chapter 2, verse 2. If you read that this morning, take some time to read it and recognize. And also John 3, 16 and 17, to encourage those who are telling yourself that you're too sinful. God wouldn't want you. There's no way God could be interested in you. He is interested in you, and that's why Jesus died. He did not die for the righteous. He died for sinners. May God bless you. Father, we thank you again for this great and wonderful opportunity to share your word another time. We thank you for the privilege, Lord God. When we recognize there's so many platforms we're turning away, we do not want to hear of Christianity. And God, those for those mocking the, 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 the crucifixion, it hurts my heart and should hurt every Christian heart, my God. Even those who are not Christians yet, it should really touch them to see this blatant, blatant mockery of the crucifixion. Deal with them yourself, God, because only you know what is best. You say vengeance belongs unto you. We pray for those who are repenting at this time, those who are calling on your name, those who recognize that they have sinned. And been going along saying they're living by grace and not confessing their sin and continue to go deeper and deeper. May this word be a wake-up call for them. 
May they start to examine their lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I know you're here. May they begin to examine their lives and recognize they must repent because if they die in their sin, all their righteousness that they did before will not save them. And today, Lord, I pray for everyone who's crying out to you and for those, Lord, who recognize, hear this word for the first time, hearing this after being deceived by apostasy and those apostates out there. All they preach is prosperity doctrine so they can get the people's money, but they do not care about their, their soul. They don't care how they live. They don't care whether they go to hell or heaven. I care, Lord, and I'm not asking for anything. So may you bless this word in the name of Jesus. Shekinah Theological College is online at www.frministry.org. We will come in here to you regularly as um, we used to do. There's so many things we've been doing, so sometimes you don't hear us here. But we will be back again as the Lord gives us opportunity. And why we read the King James? Why I love it personally and encourage others to read the King James. You read the other Bibles, you're reading what other people think. You're re reading from their heart, their inspiration. But when you open the King James, you said, what does this mean? And especially you get yourself a study Bible. Invest in a study Bible. The King James study Bible, not the newfangled Bibles. The King James, the old King James study Bible. And look at the words. And, you know, study the word. If one ver Do you realize one verse can take you an hour if you're going it piece by piece? Now, when you use the other Bibles, it's all there for you. You don't need to go look for it. You don't want that. You want to know Jesus Christ for yourself, not what others say. You want to know for yourself. That's why I encourage people to the King James Bible. Say, go to the King James Bible. Read the King James Bible. So may God bless you until we meet again. God bless you. Praise God. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.